is CJ Baker, and this is episode 27 of the ongoing history of protest music, the companion podcast to the website Ongoing History of Protest Songs. This episode will be a bit different because it'll feature the audio from the very first YouTube video of the Ongoing History of Protest Music YouTube channel. So this episode will be discussing the 10 best protest songs of the 2010s. So along with listening to this episode, feel free to check out the video on YouTube. And if you enjoy it, please like and subscribe. The 2010s is a decade that has given way to an increasing emphasis on social activism. Examples of this include Occupy Wall Street, Black Lives Matter, Me Too, March for Our Lives, along with numerous other protest movements. And of course, the election of Donald Trump in 2016 was a further catalyst for protest. So despite this supposed increase in social awareness, many are still asking, where are the protest songs? Who is writing the soundtrack for these movements? The answer may surprise some. The protest songs haven't gone anywhere. As always, the underground is a rich treasure trove of politically charged music. The modern evolution of folk, punk, and hip-hop continue to make considerable contributions to the canon of protest anthems. So just as a small sample of the music produced during this decade, we're now going to consider the top 10 protest songs of the 2010s. Number 10, Transgender Dysphoria Blues Against Me. During the 21st century, the civil rights movement has evolved to include issues of sexual orientation and gender identity. The title track of Against Me 2014 album tackles the discrimination that those within the trans community face. The entire album deals with the issue of gender dysphoria. It's an appropriate subject in light of the coming out of the band's transgender frontwoman, Laura Jane Grace. The song and the entire album is the perfect soundtrack for those struggling with gender identity issues. It is also a good starting point for those who are trying to understand the issues faced by transgender individuals. So number nine, FDT, YG, and Nipsey Hussle. When studying the history of protest music, it becomes evident 
that many of the most powerful protest teams are also the most direct. There is nothing subtle about FDT. The DT is short for Donald Trump, and I'm sure you can figure out what the F stands for. This tune was recorded before Trump was announced as the Republican nominee in 2016. The lyrics reference Trump's many ethnic slurs. It also addresses MAGA and how many Latinos have a longer American lineage than the white supremacists that talk about taking the country back. Since Trump became president, the response of many has been a resounding FDT. And the song also continues to resonate since the results of the 2020 election. YG also recorded FDT Part 2 featuring G-Eazy and Macklemore. So number 8, Quiet, Milk. Quiet was written back in 2015 and was first released online in 2016. But the tune went viral when a video of Milk performing with a flash mob at the Women's March on Washington on January 21, 2017 was posted. Milk is the alias of Connie Lim, and his poignant tune was based on her experience with both sexual and physical abuse. Milk continues to be a one-woman riot performing at numerous political rallies. Quiet has become a modern-day female empowerment anthem, which especially resonates considering both the Me Too and Time's Up movement. The song also appears on our 2018 debut EP, This Is Not The End. Number 7, We The People, a tribe called Crest. We the people is from the album, We Got It From Here. Thank you for your service, which was released on November 11, 2016, three days after Trump got elected. The hard-hitting tune tackles the racist and homophobic attitudes expressed by Trump and his supporters. When the song was performed during the February 12, 2017 broadcast of the 59th Grammy Awards, Buster Rhymes joined the tribe on stage and he addressed Trump as Agent Orange. It was one of the most politically charged moments in Grammy history. Number 6, Gatekeeper. Jesse Reyes. As soon as Woman came out against Harvey Weinstein, the floodgates opened. Giants in heavy industry have fallen. From the 2017 EP Kiddo, Gatekeeper by the Colombian Canadian singer songwriter, relates Reyes' personal Me Too movement moment with a music producer. The producer 
is the title gatekeeper who uses promises of stardom to try to sexually exploit aspiring singers. The tune can be uncomfortable to listen to, but lasting changes often start with uncomfortable conversations. Number five, Reagan, Kill Mike. His hard-hitting political rap tune is from Kill Mike's 2012 album, Rap Music. The album was produced by LP, who of course would end up later joining Mike to form the dynamic duo, Run the Jewels. The song is a lyrical onslaught on Ronald Reagan's U.S. presidency. It addresses the adverse effects of Reaganomics and how the policies of the Reagan administration contributed to police violence and different race and class issues that continue to be prevalent. It should also be noted that Mike views Reagan as a pawn in a bigger game. He also attacks the U.S. presidents that followed, both Bushes, Clinton, and Obama. As far as Mike is concerned, all of these presidents have the same puppet master and have fallen prey to greed and corruption. This is highlighted with the lyrics, Why did Reagan and Obama go, both go after Gaddafi? Invaded sovereign soil going after oil. Taking countries is a hobby paid for by the oil lobby. Same as in Iraq and Afghanistan. Number four, the words that make murder PJ Harvey. This scathing anti-war tune is from Harvey's excellent 2011 album, Let England Shake. The entire album is a socially conscious masterpiece dealing with Harvey's cynicism of a native country. It is also an examination of how mankind seems to be doomed to repeat the same mistakes. This particular song is in response to the war in Afghanistan. It also mourns the diplomacy's failure to end warfare. So just as a note, in 2016, Harvey released another solid, socially conscious album entitled The Hope Sex Demolition Project. That album addressed issues of poverty and social cleansing, and it also boasts several songs that could have easily been considered for this list. Number three, Palante, Hooray for the Riffraff. Palante is off who weighs for the Riff Raff's 2017 album, The Navigator. Palante is short for Para Adelante, which translates as forward. This stirring anthem poignantly explores the subject 
of the cultural assimilation and appropriation of Puerto Rico. It also effectively incorporates Pedro Pietri's powerful poem, Puerto Rican Obituary. Delante was recorded before Hurricane Maria ravaged Puerto Rico, which makes the song even more relevant. It is a much-needed, optimistic anthem of resilience. Number two, This is America, Childish Gambino. And Childish Gambino released the provocative single and video for This Is America. It was a pinnacle moment in protest music. It is tough to separate the powerful visuals of the video from the tune, but even without the video, the song stands on its own as a poignant exploration of being black in America. The lyrics examine systemic American social ills, such as gun violence and police brutality. Also, the juxtaposing of cheerful choruses with gritty lyrics makes a potent statement about the perception of being black in America compared to the actual reality. So number one, all right, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar is at the forefront of a revival of socially conscious hip-hop. His 2015th masterpiece, To Pimp a Butterfly, has several songs that merit consideration for this list. All Right in particular stands out because it was the chorus of the song that resonated and was commonly sung during Black Lives Matter rallies. The assurance of we gonna be all right provides positive affirmation in a similar vein to 60s socially conscious soul tunes like Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come, except that the optimism is a bit more cautious and the lyrics are a bit more gritty. In many ways, it's the natural byproduct of decades of pent-up frustration. Political movements need soundtracks and Lamar is playing his part in helping to compose that soundtrack. So this concludes episode 27 of the ongoing history of protest music. So to leave any feedback or comments, you can do so at the contact page of the website, ongoinghistoryofprotestsongs.com. Or you can DM me at Twitter at Tunes of Protest. I also want to give a special shout out to my very first patron at patreon.com slash ongoing history of protest music. So I want to give 
love and appreciation to Bryony, who is basically my new favorite person. But even prior to being a patron, she was a longtime supporter of the website, and we have had some interchanges through email. So she's also the radio host of an excellent radio show entitled Music is the Meshes, which could be found at 2 Triple B, which is an Australian community radio station. So that could be found at 2BBB.net.au. So it airs at 12 p.m. Monday. Australian time, or for those of us like myself who are in the Eastern time zone, we can listen to that Sunday night at 8 p.m. So I try to listen to it as much as possible, and Bryony definitely does an excellent job of curating a diverse cross-section of socially conscious music. So once again, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for listening. And please stay safe.